This is an explicit podcast. This is an unsafe space where we joke about anything, everything, and everyone. So I'm going to need you to assume every trigger warning. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, you beautiful fucks, and welcome, and welcome is the comedy podcast. This is number 185 of the comedy podcast, coming to you on Tuesday, 29th, June, 2021. Hope you're doing well, you beautiful fucks, because you're not, and neither am I. I'm your Malaysian host, Harith Akma. The lockdown has extended. And I ain't gonna do shit about it. Because I'm a pacifist bitch. A Malaysian pacifist bitch. They can do whatever the fuck they want to me and get away with it. All the tax money. All the tax money we put in there so Sarawakians can go to school without canoeing for six hours and walking over some bridge. Fuck them. They need cardio. That's why we give the monies to Saudis instead because they need money. The oil's going to run out. It's really hot. They need to buy new air conditioning. Their camels need grass. They need to buy art. That's what Malaysia needs right now. Art that we keep in New York. That's what we need. We're not going to do anything about that. You know, that's so good that they take care of pesky lawyers for us. They just kill them and stuff them in concrete tubs. Very few governments do that, man. The Saudis do something similar. That's another great country. Any Mongolians... Mongo- hot, really hot Mongolians, any really hot Mongolian models carrying babies that might make a certain witch lady angry. Fuck that model, we blow them up. Are we going to do anything about it? Not really. Planes go missing. Are we going to do it? Not really. No, we just gonna, we, we'll try coconuts. That's our idea. Get the coconuts. If the coconuts can't find them, aku dah cuba, aku dah ngantuk dah. Esok aku ada meeting, aku ada tu, aku ada ni. Mana boleh, aku tak sempat doh. Cause the death by suicide of thousands of our brothers and sisters. Fuck them. What am I going to do about it? They could rape my mother. Gangbang her. With Saudis. And camels. Strapped by a C4 bomb in case she doesn't comply. In a tub of concrete with Paris Hilton watching. Am I going to do anything? 
I might try coconuts. If the coconuts don't work, I'll say I'm sleepy. I don't. Hey guys, <laughs> should I continue that uh, depressing rant? Maybe I can. Maybe I got something left in here. There's so many more of me than they are of them. They really are. I could just take to the streets right now. Even though I'm Bangla. I could end it right now. Am I doing it? Hell no. I ain't gonna do shit. I'm letting all of this happen to me. And you know what? To some extent, it's my fault. And that's why I feel like shit right now. I'm really down that there are th obvious things that I can do that I'm not going to do. The secret to not letting people shit on you and step all over you is to do something about it with you and your pals. There are always more of the weak than there are of the powerful. We could always do something, but no. What am I going to do instead? Just sit in my room, rent in the microphone. I hope you're having a better Tuesday. Because <laughs> I feel, yeah, like I said, I just feel freaking terrible. All right, let me see if I can uh, lighten this up a little bit. So my dad accidentally made the best joke today when I was working with him this afternoon. We were just uh, in a conference call. And then he, we were talking about COVID all around the world. And then we landed on the topic of Japan. And then he was like, you know, in Japan, they never lock down. They hardly ever lock down. That surprised me. And I was like, whoa, why not? And then they said, it's because the Japanese government know that the Japanese people are very panicky people. They're very easy to panic. I'm like, okay, so what? No, Harit, you don't understand what I'm saying. The Japanese people, the Japanese government know that the Japanese people will get panicked so fast that if they lock down, everyone will worry and all the businesses will shut down and they'll kill themselves. They're already suiciding all the time. They don't need more of it. The moment he said that, like he didn't mean it as a joke, but everyone watching the call just fell off their chairs laughing. It was just an epic thing, an epic joke. This, I mean, <laughs> like I said, he meant it seriously, but maybe he shouldn't have. <laughs> Is that a fair stereotype of the Japanese? It seems like Japan is looking over here thinking, oh, those people have it bad. <laughs> You know, you hear me chuckling, but I am tearing up. It's a sad kind of like I'm devastated kind of chuckle. Has has something so bad ever happened to you that you laugh? You know, and yeah, that that's what I feel right now. I'm just laughing about all this. And then he said something really, really weird. He was talking about how COVID spread in Europe, and I don't. I think he got this from some, from some WhatsApp bullshit. But essentially, he was saying, you know, in uh, in Europe, let me tell you how the COVID spread. They found out that it was just from two football games. That's right. 
one friendly game and one official game what happened was everyone in europe came to the stadium there was one person sitting there from china this was apparently in the early stages of covid the the, the good ta- the early times you know when we didn't see the shit show that was about to hit us he was saying that one chinese person just spread it to thousands of people and boom europe was finished and then you know you take into account the hygiene you know these europeans they don't shower it was that last part that he said that got me thinking a lot like european people don't shower they're very dirty people and i just paused to think about it i'm just like why does everyone think nobody else showers the people in japan and korea and china it's very common when they pass black people they close their noses It's no secret that people here think that Indians and Bangladeshis stink. The hoteliers here think that Arab people stink. Apparently, I know a few people who work in the hotel industry. They 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 like to tell me, "Oh, the Arab rooms, man. When they leave, it just smells like." That's why they have all those disgusting perfumes. You think those perfumes smell disgusting? It's to hide an even more disgusting scent. Their words, not mine. I'm surprised they don't shower more. Isn't it fucking hot over there? But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is it's probably untrue anyway. And then, and then I I don't I can't verify this, but I'm just guessing that what, there's a section of white people who will be like, oh, black people are so dirty. All oh, these Asians are filthy. So everyone thinks nobody else showers. Be honest with me. Your parents always they love to say Europeans hardly ever shower. Right? Right? So everyone thinks everyone else is fucking dirty. And you know what I think it's this is really about? I think we're just all dirty motherfuckers full stop. No nobody showers, okay? <laughs> nobody fucking showers. What the fuck did I even do today? Oh yeah, I listened to some uh, business stories from my papa. Oh, you like this one. This this business story is a bit violent. But there's a lesson at the end of this. It's some gangster shit. Listen to this. Once a contractor came to Papa's office with two thug gangsters. Indian Tamil gangsters apparently. Here's the backstory. He hired a contractor to do renovations for his office. But the contractor ran away. So he got another contractor to finish the job. The first contractor after a few months comes to pay my father a visit in his office after he ran away you know he came he comes back and he visits only after the construction was done with two gangsters and he asks for the money for the entire construction project he demanded payment and the two gangsters were there to help him to convince my papa I'm guessing they were good at talking The gangsters were in the room and my father laughed. He had a friend there who to corroborate the story so I totally believe him. But my father laughed. What did he do? He slapped a police report on the table. Then papa pointed at the CCTVs in his room and he told them that he has clear footage of them coming into his office. He said that 
I already have the police looking for you. And now that I can prove that you came here and asked me for money. I imagine he said it with a Bengali accent though. Sometimes I wonder like, how, how can someone say something like that and sound scary with that accent? Like, uh, I already have the police looking for you, huh? You see the CCTV? Uh, I have your face already. Uh, I can tell the police you came and asked for money. Like, would you, if you heard that, would you be scared? <laughs> would you be like, oh shit, I'm fucked. <laughs> and uh, at that point, uh, he said to the contractor, okay, we do it like this. You can go. But not the two gangsters. They have to stay here until the police comes. My dad told me I was playing mind games with him. I knew that if I force the gangster to stay, then they're going to teach him nicely later, whatever that means. <laughs> he asked the contractor, what do you want to do? The contractor apparently just broke down and started apologizing like, hey, bro, hey, boss, boss, sorry, la, boss. Uh, they, ca- they come with me. They have to leave with me. Just let us go. La. Please, la, boss, please. And the gangsters were also apparently pleading with him. Uh, boss, he's uh, stupid. La, la, la. Baby, this is nothing. This is nothing. So right then and there, my dad made them sign a statement. The gangsters included that this construct, uh, this what? contractor fuck will no longer claim any money from my papa. My papa then let them go. Here's the thing though, when I heard that story, a lot about it didn't make sense to me because at the end of it, you know, I was just wondering, what was stopping the gangsters from threatening your life right there and there, right there and then, from pulling out a gun or something, you know? What, what's to stop them? I think papa hid some details from me. I think... Something happened. I think Papa did something or he had someone with him. But most likely, I think Papa forgot to mention that he unzipped his pants and dropped his gigantic balls on the table for everyone to see, including the CCTV so the police can even be a woman. Oh, I think I'm going to be a big deal. If I'm like this, I'm afraid. If I'm looking at this, I'm afraid. See I think that after he dropped these balls, all within sight were just amazed and knew that he was not one to be fucked with. So they surrendered immediately. If ever confronted with a dangerous foe, the lesson is this. Just unzip your pants, man. (laughs) Show them the goods. Show them you've got balls. (laughs) I think... Most violent confrontations can be ended if you just literally showed people you had balls and you're not gonna back down. They attack you. You fight them with your balls flinging everywhere. <laughs> that will make a viral fucking video. You immediately become a legend. No one will fuck with you ever again. So again, yeah, the lesson is this. Confronted with a dangerous foe, unzip your pants. Now, to the women listening, I'm saying clearly now that this advice is not for you, especially if you encounter a rapist, okay? Just don't take that advice. Unless you have balls, that'll give the fella a surprise. (laughs) You should not make too many jokes about rape, Harith. Um... 
guys just understand that all this is in the spirit of jokes all right it's time for some podcast love hey you beautiful fucks did you enjoy today's episode so far despite me being in a terrible fucking mood great then you'll want to help this podcast grow. The best way you can do that is just recommending this podcast to a friend. And the best way to do that is just to just take a story, a screenshot. I take a screenshot of this beautiful episode right here and then upload it to your story. And you can tag me at the comedy podcast underscore. While you're there, feel free to DM me any questions you might have. By romantic advice, pee-pee touching, uh, problems with your friends, parents. Did you see a funny article online that you wanted me to discuss? I'd be happy to tackle any of those questions, you beautiful fuck. Once again, you can DM me at the comedy podcast underscore. Looking forward to your questions, you beautiful fucks. And now, back to the episode. I think it's a good time to tackle some listener questions. Uh, here's one I got today. Hey, I just recently started listening to your podcast. I was wondering if you have ever talked about the reason why guys shut themselves out whenever they're having issues. I'm only seven episodes in, laugh emoji, so I'm not sure if you ever talked about this before, but I would really like to know from male perspective though. Based on history with my exes, guys tend to shut themselves out or distance themselves when having issue while girls on the other hand will feel relief just by talking honestly i like your podcast because you have the same wavelength as me that's something malaysians say <laughs> can you imagine going to a white fuck you have the same wavelength as me and they'll be like well, what are you on about man <laughs> wavelengths are you high it means we're vibing man honestly i like your podcast because you have the same wavelength as me and my friends but you don't have issues to call yourself out as well and you don't mind changing yourself for the better. I realize that the reason why men does this is because of their man ego. They don't want to look weak in front of others, but it can ruin a relationship though. I like to learn more on the male perspective of it and how to handle it better without being annoying. Thank you for your question, you beautiful fuck. Seven episodes in and you think you can... You think you know me? Huh? You think we vibe? We think we're on the same wavelength, huh? The only wavelength I'm on is 0.69 centidecibeters. I made that shit up. Anyway, what makes you think I have my shit sorted out, huh? Well, 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 I'm letting people shit all over me. I'm letting a few small people shit on me and millions of people right now. I'm not going to do anything about it. I, what do you mean I have my shit together? No, man. I'm not improving myself for the better. I feel like a bitch right now. That aside, let's talk about the woman stuff, the relationship. <laughs> I think you're asking me in the context of relationship, right? Saws, man. I'm being a bitch right now. I'll admit that. Just annoying. But uh, yeah, it's something that uh, men tend to do. They tend to shut themselves out, off, you know. When men shut themselves off, it's one of two things. One, they don't want to deal with whatever issue or they're kind of done with you and they want to break up or something like that. Does that make sense? It's like one of the signs that things are starting to go south. Not that south is a bad thing, you know. I'm not trying to discriminate against the south. Hey, you, you, you people are compassist. You, you, the north privilege. 
no, I'm not doing that. I'm not <laughs> uh, what what am I doing? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, so when men kind of shut themselves off and they don't deal with it, yeah, it's one of those toxic masculinity things. It's not your fault at all. It's it's just a, it's just them not knowing how to, as my lady says, communicate. They don't communicate. Communicate with me, Harith. And then she'll cry and whatever problem we have, if she's crying like that and begging me to communicate, I'll communicate with her, you know. But to be honest, I didn't start communicating because of my woman. It's just because, you know, I, I, sometimes you need to take credit for the good things you do. And this is one of the good things I did. I just learned how to just tell my woman the moment I don't like something and then we can talk about it, we can discuss it. Now, yeah, I just told you the men's perspective. Sometimes uh, we we just don't want to confront things and we just want to... We just want to forget it happened and hopefully it doesn't come out. Or it's like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with you. I need space to think whether or not I even want to stay with you. That's a toxic masculinity way anyway. And then you would like to learn more from the male perspective and how to handle it better without being annoying. Here's the problem, lady. It's not really your problem to fix. It's his problem. He has to work on his own things. Yeah, you might be doing things to annoy him. Maybe you want to go to brunch every freaking weekend and he's not that rich. Maybe he wants to save that money for a wedding or a business. But you're just like, why did you see this new shop that opened? Oh my God, they have to do a vegan brunch. <laughs> Maybe he finds it annoying. Maybe he finds it ti- emotionally tiring to keep saying no to the random things you want to do. And you know what? Maybe you could even understand him if he explained himself, but he won't. You guys won't have a discussion. You won't come to a dis- decision. You won't come to a compromise because he just doesn't want to talk about it. And that's his problem. Lady, it's not your problem to fix. That's how I see it. And I don't know how you can make it better without being annoying because being annoying is the only way you get over this hump. The only way not to be annoying is to never bring it up. And if you never bring it up, you're going to be miserable because you're going to have all these pent-up feelings inside you that go unexpressed. And you're going to be sad and it's going to make you crazy through the fault of his. He's going to make you a crazy girl. Have you seen The Godfather? You're going to become like Kay and you're going to abort his baby. I wouldn't bring... I didn't want your son, Michael. It was an abortion, Michael. Unholy like our marriage. So I've been watching Godfather lately. I watch all three movies at least twice a year, guys. And every time I watch it as I get older, I learn more about this shit. It's such a good fucking movie. Yeah, you're in danger of becoming K. If you just pent it up and don't become annoying, you'll explode. Here's the wonderful, fantastic thing about the human existence, you beautiful fuck. The overwhelming majority of human beings are going to live that life. Where the man pens it up, doesn't talk about it and the woman eats herself up inside and explodes one day the vast majority of humanity is going to have a very unsatisfying relationship emotionally and sexually what's the best way to fix that 
it's not again it's not your problem to fix men need to become better at asserting themselves and creating a good functional space for grievances to be heard and to make you feel loved i genuinely believe it starts with the man this is a man problem your job is to just feel things and express them without him feeling butthurt about you expressing your emotions i genuinely believe that call me sexist fine but yeah i just want to see a world where men take take control of this shit you know take control of the emotions the discourse around problems it starts with us being better people so i'm sorry that i can't give you anything for you to do to to improve that situation because i can't I, i don't know what you can do i know what the guy can do so that's it that's my thoughts on your question you beautiful fuck If you enjoyed this insight, man, recommend this podcast to your friend. Tell them to send in their questions. Okay, guys, that's the time for today's episode. That's a lie. I just, I didn't prepare shit because I'm depressed and exhausted. Thank you for the dinosaurs on my Instagram story. I think I got so many. I'm sorry if I didn't reply all of you. But what can I do, man? I'm, 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 I'm kind of famous. I'm kidding. Nobody knows me. All right, guys, I'll speak to you tomorrow excuse me bye bye